vision. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. Fascism on the rise. The Center for American Progress is proposing a massive surveillance apparatus in response to COVID-19. Something Orwellian, right out of 1984, dystopian, horrible, 1970s cult classic movies type stuff. The Center for American Progress proposal recommends an app that goes on your phone, monitors you everywhere you go, 24-7. Electronic sign-ins would happen automatically, whether you like it or not, every time you enter group gatherings, every time you enter a venue, a movie theater, you know, a friend's house. You're being tracked 24-7. Instant notifications are sent to people at high risk, that can only be achieved when you're being tracked 100% of the time, 24-7, using your own phone against you. Clearly unconstitutional. They uh, want to restrict large gatherings until herd immunity is achieved. Let me ask, when is that going to be achieved? Uh, the herd immunity. You know, I've heard a great point. Uh, everybody talks about the herd immunity. All the scientists were supposed to treat as gods. Uh, they, they talk about the herd immunity. How do you get herd immunity by staying locked up inside all day? Uh, shouldn't the vulnerable yes be locked inside and quarantine themselves so they don't get sick? Yes. Shouldn't the rest of us healthy types be allowed to go back to work in a smart way? Yes. By wearing masks. Yes. By washing our hands, by wearing gloves um, and, and opening up. Uh, uh, venues that are safe to open up. I'm not saying open up a movie theater the way it was before, but that's how you get herd immunity is by uh, having the herd uh, get back to work. By the way, what this is, this herd immunity is a horrible, horrible phrase that is used by, of course, by the administrators in charge that think that we're animals and it's their job to herd us. Um, you know, that's where you get the ideas for an immunity certificate or these uh, um, uh, unconstitutional tracking apps, devices that put on your phone that you're required to be tracked all the time. I mean, how is an organization allowed to propose just blatantly unconstitutional proposals and, and get away with calling that progress? We know what progress really stands for when it comes for the Center for American Progress. They're talking about Nazi progress. They're talking about far-left communist progress. They're talking about a massive surveillance state that they're going to use COVID-19 as a way to maintain power, to get more power. You see a power play right now by Democrat governors uh, essentially mutinying on the president of the United States. And um, and it is a mutiny. That's what it is. At a time like this, a time of crisis, they're trying to score some media points. Okay, let's see how that plays with the American people. But uh, the Center for American Progress isn't the only one putting forward stupid proposals. You also got uh, the geniuses over at Harvard recommending us to... Uh, to stay sheltered in place intermittently 
until 2022. 2022. You heard me right. And they're saying, oh, yeah, maybe sometimes you can go, depending on the area, maybe you can leave your house for a few hours. But intermittent social distancing policies through 2022, that's from our best and brightest over at Harvard, who, of course, are not our best and brightest. They just have the rich daddy or rich mommy paid their way in, or they had the legacy. Oh, you know, the legacy. Oh, or they're a celebrity, you know, a celebrity uh, uh, Instagram cokehead parading their bodies uh, and uh, empty brains for all to watch. And and they get into Harvard, so and Yale and all the Ivy Leagues, anywhere anywhere they want, they get in. If as long as you're friends with Jeffrey Epstein, as long as you know somebody who knows somebody who's friends with Jeffrey Epstein, oh, you get in any any college, any school, as long as you you know you maybe you're gonna okay with sleeping with Bill Gates, right? I mean, hey, it's all connected, right? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Oh man, I mean, no, hey, there's no such thing as a free lunch, even if you're a, a celebrity. Cokehead Instagram uh, whore, um, you're still going to have to, uh, you know, I don't know, play ball, right? So uh, what do you propose? What do you think? The Center for American Progress or the Harvard plan uh, to keep you locked up for two years? Uh, so listen, you know, we got to go back to work. The intermittent social distancing through 2020 uh, to th- uh, 2022 is unacceptable, um, but so are the the cell phone tracking and the immunity certificates and and so we're, you know you're left with really either you go back to work hoping for the best and some of you are are saying that you know it's fine just go back just go back hope for the best you know I'll wear a mask and I'll I'll expect I'll hope everyone else wears a mask too um you know yeah okay you could hope for the best or you got to listen to Paul Romer he's an economist uh, Nobel Prize winning even though that means nothing. But he's from NYU. He's always on the front lines of this thing. He's saying that we need to develop a massive testing capability. I know you're saying we have the tests. No, no. Massive testing. Everyone, not once, not twice. You test every American ongoing. Every, every uh, month, every two weeks, you test them. Every American. Apparently, you know, it's going to equate to, I'm not a math genius. It's like 150 million tests or so every week, okay? And it's being called um, technologically impossible. It's it's being called uh, infeasible. Yeah, maybe it's infeasible, but it's not technologically impossible. Yes, Herculean, but not impossible. And that capability, by the way, once you develop it, it's going to protect us from the next infectious disease because, you know, bad actors of the world are watching us right now. How do you, How do Americans respond? How do world governments respond? to a plague slash bioattack, whatever the hell this is, and you don't even know what you're defending against. This could be a bioattack. doesn't matter. The defense is the same, is what I'm trying to say. How do you defend against a plague? How do you defend against a bioattack? Massive, massive testing. That's how you get it done. And out of the $2 trillion coronavirus bill, um, well... Paul Romer says it's going to be like a hundred billion or so to, to, to get this moonshot testing capability. I call it a moonshot. It's a moonshot thing to do 150 million tests a week. It's impossible. That's what everybody says, but not for American ingenuity. We could get it done. And 
it's not a waste. Maybe you're saying there, uh, you know, it's a waste, Dan. It's a waste of resources. I don't need a test. I feel fine. It's not a waste of resources if it convinces the far left governors to allow you back to work because otherwise they're listening to the Harvard quacks. They're listening to the Center for American Progress quacks. The big fight is going to be over individual liberties. It's going to be over the Constitution. That's the big fight that's coming right now. And, and people are going to have to pick sides because this idea that we can all wear masks and go back to work, you know, I was hoping for that. Many people were. But it looks like we're being held hostage, not just by coronavirus, but by far left governors that are power drunk. Either that or they're too cowardly to allow us to go back to work. They're afraid, afraid of what might happen. And even if they do agree to allow us to go back to work, it's going to be like this Harvard proposal. Well, it's intermittent. As soon as somebody gets sick, uh uh-oh, you get locked up again. You get furloughed again. You get laid off again, and we just repeat the whole damn thing over again for another two years, over two years. Unacceptable. I don't accept it. And I hope you don't either. And so I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead a few steps. Is that okay? The the mainstream media, they're behind the narrative. The future narrative is about massive, massive testing. That's what has to get done. And if that doesn't get done, and everyone's going to say it can't get done, you can't do it, because what they want is you to stay inside. What they want is to to erode our constitutional liberties, for us to forget we have a constitution, for us to forget that we have individual liberties because we're fighting against something so much bigger even than the deep state or than China itself. We're fighting against a, another ideology, a communist ideology, this, this idea that the group, that the whole is more important than the individual. Maybe you've heard of collectivism, collectivism. I think that's what they call that. You know, the idea that the herd, whatever is best for the herd is best for you. Well, that's not the American way. And somewhere along the line or the way, the American um, institutions, some of our institutions like Harvard, the Center for American Progress, if you can even call that an institution, maybe a, a satanic cult that's controlled by communists, um, I don't really know, but what? But they're they're suggesting large scale surveillance. Everybody downloads an app and it it, it tracks us twenty four seven everywhere we go, and that's not uh, unconstitutional. That's not evil. I'm really I'm being too hard on these people. I don't think so. Or Harvard, they want to lock us up for two years, over two years, and that's acceptable to you. You know, uh, the shelter in place orders, by and large, it's kind of like. Uh, Great for wealthy people. I mean, look, this is hurting uh, poor people more. You have to understand that in in every way. Um, Why? Because poor people live more densely packed areas. So shelter in place, they're more likely to get sick. And that's what you have. You have COVID-19 is impacting people that live in densely packed areas. That's why New York is so hard hit because of the metro or the mass transit. And poor people go back and they live in their tightly confined areas. Many, many people sharing a single bathroom, immigrants, lots of them, right? 
that's not a surprise why it's spreading in the places it's spreading. It's not a surprise. It's also cruel. Some of these shelter-in-place orders, uh, confi- uh, com- you know, making confining people to these quarters, small quarters, who are not sick, but then who are going to be forced to come in contact with people who are sick. When maybe they would be spending time outdoors, they would be going to different places, they wouldn't be confined to their small, densely packed area with other sick people. This is hurting uh, so many in unintended consequences, so many different ways, the loneliness, the um, suicide, all of that. And if you're feeling that way, call somebody, reach out, get someone uh, to talk to, and just hear me when I say this. it gets better. This too shall pass. We're going to beat this. I believe we're going to have massive testing capability. I believe that the president is going to come to the same conclusions I'm coming to. All of this looks bad. The only way to get out of this is a Herculean moonshot effort. We all come together as Americans, truly, not just in lip service, but in actual action to develop a massive testing capability that will protect us from, uh, from not just this national lockdown from going on indefinitely, but from any other future lockdown as a result of a plague or bioattack. If we have this testing capability, these national lockdowns, well, they're going to be a thing of the past. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. 